All right. Welcome to our podcast. This is Quarantine. I'm Tess. I'm Lucy. And I'm going to tell you a bunch of weird stories because that's how I roll. So, we are basically doing a podcast because we are actually in quarantine and we are incredibly bored and what better than to tell each other scary stories at midnight in the dark because you know scare ourselves shitless before we go to sleep hey <sighs> so what are we planning to do um so she has basically looked up a bunch of real stories real real life stories actual like stuff happened stories um one of them is the other oh, one's not. not all of them okay. not all of them i assume this was all going to be a paranormal thing <laughs> well it was going to but they're really hard to find that actually seem credible so i've just kind of no. gone oh god what well, isn't the point to figure out if they're not credible or not well both of them are very skeptical it's a bit like did this happen or is this a huge hoax? Okay. Um, one's just creepy. <laughs> the and other I know one's if paranormal. You, um, if you put the one in that you were telling me about earlier, I've had it. So. I didn't in the end. Oh, okay. Because I did more research into it and it turns out it, she just stopped taking her mental health medication was having a huge psychotic episode and ended up falling into a water vat and died. Oh, I didn't know that part. Neither so. did I until like <laughs> earlier and I was like, oh. I've just seen a bunch of YouTube videos on it and such. It's weird, but it's only weird because she was actually having a mental breakdown and that's actually really sad. So I was like, you know what? Uh, Let's not, not go there. <laughs> Let's not have people really angry at us. On our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing people, there'll be something anyway. Yeah, but not on the first episode, I'm hoping. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it's, it's me. I'll probably end up saying something. <laughs> I usually piss people off. So, yeah, I am... Um, probably going to be eating chocolate during this so you'll have to excuse the wrappers and and you'll hear me drinking pepsi so yeah and you may hear a baby in the background because he's asleep and i'm hoping he doesn't wake up this is the plan oh my <laughs> like henry no <laughs> so the first one i shall give you a bit of background um I was looking it up, but I was finding it really hard to like find one because there's loads of like audio books that I'd have to pay for and stuff, but there was no actual mm. like articles on the internet that you could find. So I started looking up like old movies, old horror movies that are um, based on truth. That's how kind old? of Well this one the story is set in nineteen forty nine, but the movie is nineteen seventy one. Oh okay. Um so I was looking up old movies, or oldish movies, I suppose that's not really an old movie now, but it will be one day, <laughs> probably. Um, but I was looking up all these old movies, trying to find something that's actually real, and I came across 
the Exorcist. Now, everyone knows the Exorcist, and everyone thinks it's based on a girl, but it's not. The actual story is based on a boy who has remained anonymous. Anom How <laughs> do you Good say that word? Thank Good. you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> who is anonymous? Nominous. <laughs> Just makes me think of that Kristen Bell video of her trying to teach her daughters how to say specific. You know what? It's way too late for me to be trying to say these words, so I'm just gonna go. I was fine earlier speaking all these big words, and now I'm using the word big. So. <laughs> you need a dictionary test. But, yeah, well, a dictionary's not gonna help me speak, is it? It's just gonna help me spell. <laughs> Might be able to read it carefully. No, this is the problem. Apparently, I can't. <laughs> Did you see me read earlier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's no. not go there. <laughs> if we're not misreading something, we're mishearing something. <laughs> or me just not being able to speak like yesterday. Fucking <laughs> charcoal kitten. <laughs> yep. And what is it? Skinnerman scrolls. Yeah, that was my uh, my day yesterday. Because apparently I can't talk Just or read you say it or on spell. The phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Don't order pizza if you can't talk. <laughs> this is the lesson I learned. I'm um, glad we've made it this far. Speaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, just. <laughs> But anyway, the dude in the actual story is known by many names, but usually it's Roland Doe. So I'm going to tell you the story of the exorcism of Roland Doe. Um, so like I said, he in 1949, a boy who lived in Maryland, USA, had a month-long exorcism. He went by many names. Most common was Roland Doe or Robbie Menhain. Um, he was a 14-year-old boy and the alleged victim of a demonic possession and the events were recorded by the priest of a Roman Catholic church. He went by the name of Raymond J. Bishop. Now, this dude comes up a couple of times, but... Um, this boy goes through like so many priests and bishops and stuff. If you can't keep up with the names, that's fine. I was just going, you know what? There, I just got to remember the last names because there's just so many of them. I'm going to have to remember which one's which. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's just like the story's weird. Okay, just bear with it. <laughs> You're gonna kind of have to try and decide for yourself whether you think it's true or not. So the information that I'm going to give is inspired inspired the 1971 movie The Exorcist. So in the mid 1949, several newspapers printed anonymous anonymous reports. I said it <laughs> of an alleged possession and exorcism. 
The source for these reports is thought to have come from the boy's former pastor, Luther Miles Skultz. I think that's how you say his name. If it's not, sorry. Although, I don't know if he's even alive anymore. He might not be. Let's hope he doesn't haunt me if he's dead. Um, according to the account of... According to the account, 48 people witnessed Rolando's exorcism. Which is quite a lot of people in the end. So... I'm guessing some of them are family members, because I can promise you I did not name 48 priests and bishops in this story. I didn't. Maybe also family friends and such. Yeah. I think, I think there was, like, maybe five or six. Maybe you can keep count and tell me, because I'm not sure. <laughs> Take a drink every time she names a priest. Oh, God, you'd be <laughs> passed out drunk by the time. Unless you've got a really good alcohol intake, unlike me, who has one and I'm done for the night. Cheap date me. Um. <laughs> so, Father Raymond had apparently kept a diary of the events. It has much scepticism surrounding it, but this is for you to decide. Some say mental health or even child abuse, others say paranormal. Now, as I was going through it, I found, like, I was going, this is definitely child abuse. And then I went, what is it? Or so, I'm in two minds, I'm on the fence, I really don't know. It's, uh, it's definitely a weird story. And I spent almost, like, three hours researching this and being like, this story just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And I'm like, ugh, ugh. So, I don't have everything in here because some of it I just thought wasn't relevant and was repeating themselves. Um, but I had the big main points. So, Roland was born into a German family that lived in Cottage City in Maryland. Roland was an only child with little friends, so relied on the adults in his house for playmates. He usually spent his time with his Aunt Harriet, who claimed to be a spiritualist. Roland had expressed an interest in Ouija boards around this time. When his Aunt Harriet died, the family began to experience strange noises, furniture moving on its own and objects flying across the room when the boy was around. So none of this happened if Roland wasn't in the room. Oh, right. So if he was in the room, like all these objects would start flying across the room, the furniture would move and mm -hmm. like strange noises and bangs and so it was all kind of surrounding this dude. And my lights just flickered and it shit me up and it's I did actually not even notice it was it was a moth. It was oh, just okay. a moth but it kind of made the light flicker and I went, Shit I'm talking about demons and my lights flickering and I almost shut myself. It's like this is a bad idea. It makes me think of you remember that episode of Wait, no. You're not there yet. No man. Don't spoil things watched, for me. We haven't watched the last two episodes of Lock and Key yet and I was No, like, we haven't. <laughs> I forgot that we hadn't got past that episode because I've seen them that many times that now all the episodes are just jumbled in my head. Yeah. So I'm like, No No, don't ruin it. 
Right, so, obviously frightened, the family turned to the pastor, Luther Miles Scultz. And you know what, I'm just going to call him Luther because his last name's really hard to say. And I'm already struggling, so let's just call him Luther. <laughs> um, so they went for him to help with the situation. Because of Luther's long interest in parapsychology. Now, parapsychology is a thing where they like look into the psychology of the paranormal. Which is something I didn't even know they do, but there's actually a university in Virginia, Virginia surrounding by looking into the paranormal, and you can get a degree in paranormal studies. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. I want to do it. That's what I can said. Can we go to Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I was Let's like, oh go my god. And so I was like, I want to be a parapsychologist. That sounds like amazing. Like, leave Henry here with your mum, or like. <laughs> No, bring him Something. with. Something. <laughs> yeah, but then who's going to look after him while we're, like... I can get, like, an au pair or a nanny or something. Like, look after my kid while I go do oh, creepy okay. stuff in university. Or what they call college, because America's weird. Yeah. And call the universities colleges and... Even though college is, like, way before university. And, like, yeah. they call our colleges trade school. That's weird. It is weird. What are they trading? I'm confused. Trade is in finding your trade. Ah, uh, okay, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> what are they trading? <laughs> like, trade school. I'm like, why are you trading school? <laughs> oh my gosh, you must have offended millions of people right now. Let's just care. Let's continue. Uh, Let's just leave that there. <laughs> Let's not go into I'm that. I'm dumb sometimes. Leave me alone. <laughs> Roland to stay the night at his home in order to observe him. So this pastor that they've only just like met has just invited this fourteen year old boy to stay with him at his house alone to observe him. Alright? If you don't call mm, like freaky like... <laughs> I'd be like, No, I'm not letting my child stay with you. Thanks. Yeah. No. But it's like it's a pastor in a Roman Catholic church. If this isn't like huge yeah. warning flags of Red like, flag. yeah, I don't know what is. I was like, hmm, child abuse <laughs> when I got to this bit. Um, when a parapsychologist, J.B. Ryan, found out about the happenings, he advised that the family seek out a Roman Catholic priest. Now, I don't know how J.B. Ryan even found out about. Um, Roland going to Luther's house and weird stuff happening and because apparently I don't know why I didn't write it down I should have really um when Roland went to Luther's house the same stuff was happening in his house as it was at home so stuff was flying about and furniture moving and on its own accord though it wasn't like it was near it it was like the opposite side of the room and it was moving by itself and so I'm not sure how this psychologist actually got hold of this information, but he did. It's not very clear within the news reports um, how they got this information, but he he must have somehow 
been contacted or something. I don't know. Um, so, according to the traditional story, the boy underwent a number of exorcisms, one of which was taken by Edward Hughes at Georgetown University Hospital. Now, Edward is his now main exorciser. Is that what they would be called? Exorcist? His main exorcist? Yeah. Yeah. And so, Edward is now probably, from now on, is the dude you need to be paying attention to. The rest of the people don't really come up anymore. Don't know why. They're just kind of like, you guys They're don't... irrelevant now. Yeah, they? you guys aren't important anymore. Um, so, during this exorcism, the boy allegedly slipped his restraints, broke a bed string and used it as a weapon to slash Edward's arm to stop the exorcism. He was successful in this, and the exorcism... The exorcism was halted, um, so, like, it's really weird because these hospital beds, it wasn't like, it was just his arms restrained, there was like leather straps across his whole body, mm-hmm. so, like, it would have been really hard to get your arm out, it's not like, easy, um, and obviously there would be people holding him down as well. Yeah. And so, how this 14 year old boy overpowered several men some restraints in a hot slide down in a hospital bed is quite like hmm, that was a little bit weird there were so many many drugs maybe who <laughs> <laughs> don't know um the family then traveled to saint louis where roland's family contacted william s bowerden both edward and william visited roland at his home where they witness beds shaking, flying objects, the boy speaking in guttural voices and exhibiting an aversion to sacred objects, which obviously everyone knows is like the typical signs of being possessed by a demon, or so people say. Um, Again, it just seems a little bit weird how they're saying all these things are happening, but it's like no one else is kind of backing up the just mm-hmm. just all these people are yeah, just saying I get what that you mean, yeah. this stuff is happening. So I was a little bit like, mm-hmm. <laughs> is it though? Um, William at this point was granted by his archbishop to perform another exorcism. So. They hadn't even performed an exorcism when they came to his house. This just was just happening. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so before this exorcism took place, William called upon Walter Halloran and William von Root to assist him. Um, Walter stated that during the exorcism, words such as evil and hell and other marks would appear on the boy's body. During the Latiny of the Saints, which is a section in the Bible that they kind of read out during mm-hmm. an exorcism, um, the bed would shake. There were also claims that Roland managed to break Walter's nose. Now, all these things are just claims. Nobody actually had any fact behind whether it actually happened or not. It was just something that they said happened, 
there's no real hard like proof yeah. there's no like photographs or um recordings or anything of this it is is all just newspaper articles and statements from these people mm-hmm. but apparently after said exorcism Roland lived a rather ordinary life and nothing else ever happened to him again Um, so that's Roland's story. Um, I was going to say this is very different to the one that I have heard people talk about, but then I realised that no, they were talking about the real, um, story of the exorcism of Emily Rose and not the exorcist, not... So I was thinking of a completely different movie. Yeah, it's similar that Emily Rose apparently took place in like the 60s, 70s kind of time. Something like that. But yeah. I remember that being But the court case was in the 80s. Like... So it was like... Yeah, but... I only really know much of it because of like Hayley Reese's video and such. Yeah. So. But this is uh, a lot, lot earlier. This is probably one of the first ones that... I know of being recorded at least. I know there was many, many, mm-hmm. many things going on before this, but this is the big main one that like hit news articles and interested people. Yeah. Um which obviously stories get twisted and so I have tried to collect so as like much you as said she said situation when it comes to It is things. but I still can't decide whether it's just like this dude's this poor boy's mental health kind of kicking off and he's be, he's able to speak in like guttural voices and Latin and crap because he's copying the priests and memorising mm-hmm. what they're saying because he's had so many exorcists happen to him yeah. that he can just remember these things or whether it's child abuse and he's actually being abused by these pastors mm-hmm. which is making his mental but health even considering all of that stuff how would that explain the stuff at the beginning about things flying against the wall and such? Well, it's a very good point, and it's a bit like, I don't know, I don't know if it's real or fake, and it's a bit like, there's loads of warning flags that it's, like, more towards the child abuse side, but then mm-hmm. there's stuff like, apparently... And also the whole him managing to get... Yeah. yeah, it's like it's got unusual like strength, yeah. yeah, and things are moving, and it's like, how do you explain those sort of things? But I'm a bit like, I don't know, I don't know about that story. Mm, me neither. It's a bit like on the edge, but it's interesting, it's like, yeah, kind of creepy. I always like hearing the true story side of horror movies and such. Yeah, I liked The Exorcism, it's just really, really slow and... I haven't seen it. Have you not seen it? Which is like, really weird because I'm a horror fan. I've just always gone past it and gone, nah. It's like, everything really happens in the last like half an hour of the movie. So you've Mm -hmm. got to get through like all the rest. But there is stuff in there that coincides with this story. Like, where is it? All you Exorcist fans are now going to prove me wrong, if I can find it. Like, him getting free from the bed and the bed shaking and things yeah. flying across the room. It, um, it's those sort of things that 
And got raw voices. I think she spoke in like creepy voices at one point, didn't she? But uh, yeah. like, there's there's those sort of things going on. And so they did kind of refer back to it occasionally, but I'd actually say that they had a lot of creative license. Um, but it's like, huh? Like, who would have thought that that was the actual story behind that movie? That it's actually based on true events. Kind of crazy. It is. So, I found the second one. It's a little bit of a short one. It, if I'm honest, when I found it, it kind of made me smile. I don't want to laugh at it because it's just something so, like, it could happen. It is perfectly possible. But at the same time, it's, like, kind of comically funny. Just like, who the fuck would want to do that anyway? It's just a load of kids trolling, is my opinion. But, it's like, this has genuinely, like, terrified some people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I found this story, it was like, you could review it underneath of people just commenting on what they thought about it. And a lot of people was like, this is really scary. This could happen to anyone. This could be, like, really dangerous. What if this happening now kind of thing? And I'm just like... I bet it was just a bunch of kids. Yeah. Some clever kids, granted, because some of the stuff that they were doing was, like, quite clever. But kids are the same. It's just like, why would anyone want to do that and then do nothing about it? Nobody died or, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's a bit like, what's the point? Yeah. And the story just, like, abruptly ends. But I don't have a conclusion. Yeah. Like the fucking turning movie you got me to watch. Like, that infuriates me so much and I'm so me mad too. at that movie. Me too. I'm like, I want to watch it again because it's good, but I don't want to get to the ending because I get so mad. <laughs> it's the only thing that brings that movie down for me. Like, yeah. it was so good. And then... <laughs> but, yeah, the story abruptly ends and I don't actually have a conclusion for it. I can't find out what actually happened anywhere so i don't know how it ends or if it just suddenly just stopped happening i don't know but you will want to research this one and maybe possibly get a better firewall for your phone so this story i've dubbed the phone stalker because i couldn't find anything interesting to call it and i thought that oh, was you didn't already have a thing for it no then. no it's just a bunch of articles that oh, were kind of okay. creepy but i was like i need a creepy name for it and i'm like well that's kind of creepy yeah. in a way i guess if you're like me and hate the idea of people stalking you and watching you and following you and Crap. Just watch you. Letting you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is set in 2007, so it's fairly recent. Yeah. It's like a good over 10 years ago now. Yeah. Not not as bad as the last one, so I've gone, skipped many like generations. 13 years ago, so. We're in 2020 now. Yeah, about 13 years ago. Yeah. Your mental maths is so much quicker than mine. Fuck. Right. In 2007, 
ABC News documented a series of mobile phone calls to families with terrifying specific death threats. The unidentified callers knew exactly what the families were doing and what they were wearing at the time of the calls. The families claimed that the calls come at all hours of the night, threatening to kill their children, pets and grandparents. Voicemails arrive, playing recordings of private conversations they've had with their families and friends and on the phone, but also just not on the phone and just around the house. Mm-hmm. The caller knows what they were wearing and doing after, and after months of investigation, the police were powerless to stop it. So these... It was Joe Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> and so this stuff was just happening over and over and over, and the police just couldn't find who it was and couldn't stop it. And just So I'm just guessing it eventually just stopped because there's no claims that anyone died or anything. I just assumed that He's they must... three of you. <laughs> I just assumed that they just got bored, I guess. That's all I can conclude. How do you think the victims felt? I don't know. Scared, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, I mean you said they got bored. Like, how do you think? Oh, they yeah. I wouldn't be too happy if I'm honest. <laughs> um. So, one of the main families were called the Koi Colonels. They reported a caller with a sketchy voice, threatening to slit their throats. Charming. Nice. Like, thanks for calling me to let me know this. Like, Why don't you just do it? Great. Like, so when's this happening, you know? So when the police tried to trace the calls, it was traced back to the Koi Colonel's own personal phones, even when they were turned off. So they were tracing these calls while they were happening to phones that weren't even turned on. I blame Toby. Definitely Toby. <laughs> my fucking personal demon that lives in my house. Paranormal activity reference for anyone. Yep. And also my sketchy little demon that lives in my house that my child likes to talk to, you know. It's not creepy at all. And plays with he his does. toys. He plays with Henry's toys. It's like... You could be lied in bed or in another room and the kid's asleep and then all of a sudden his toys are going off and you're like, what the actual fuck? Drum bang. I was like laying on here as well and you, you know like it does the little tap thing yeah. and it lights up. It did that and I was laying in bed doing nothing and I was like, really? <laughs> Why? Like, could you just not? Why did you do it just once? I know. It's just like, would you, would you not? We're not doing yes and no questions right now. I'm trying to sleep. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> trying to creep you out. So we've called it Toby and we're hoping it doesn't come and visit us tonight because I think I will actually shit myself and cry and be like, is that it? Also, so. this entire story is just making, giving me huge BuzzFeed Unsolved Ryan and Shane vibes. Yeah, we should like, send it to them, see if they, they cover it. Great. <laughs> Right, so, so the key colonels and two other families also reported that they believed the callers were using their phones to spy on them. They said the callers knew their every move, where they were, what they were doing and wearing. The callers had apparently recorded a meeting between families and even the detectives 
that it wasn't over the phone, they had actually gone to a place to meet them. And then when they got home, they were sent the recordings of the conversations that they were having at the time. And so it is really weird. And like, that's it. It just ends there. I'm like, it's just really strange. So it's like, I'd hate for a person to stalk my phone like that. And then just nothing else happens. Yeah, and then that's it. Like, I'd be like, um... I'm assuming the police just dropped the case and the calling just stopped. I'll I just guess. be looking out for anybody with a cap on. But to be fair, <laughs> saying that I'd looked up this story and then I had like an unknown call at like 10 o'clock at night. Do you know, remember when I sat over there and I had a phone call and I was like, I'm not picking that up at 10 o'clock at fucking night. <laughs> yeah, well you said 9, but yeah. It was at 9? It was yeah. 9, 10 o'clock. I was like, I'm not answering a phone call from an unknown caller at that time of night. It's like, it's nobody important. Oh. And I was like, don't, don't fucking call me to tell me that you're going to slit Henry's <laughs> throat or something because I will be pissed. And so I was like, you know what? I just hung up. I didn't even answer. I was like, you know what? I can't deal with this today. And so, um, yeah, that was really creepy. I'd literally just stopped looking it up and had just finished it, writing it down in my notebook and was like, that's weird. Don't. No. Stop. <laughs> and so I may have managed to creep myself out. I've been researching this since 12 in the afternoon. I only just finished it at like half past nine at night. Yeah, I yeah. spent like the whole day on this, but reminds me of when I got my sister to watch Pretty Little Liars, and we finished the first episode, and the second the end credits came on, she got a message. She was like, <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I'm going to hunt for some more unusual stories that I think people haven't heard of before, but um. I thought those two were kind of interesting. Also cover more, you know. I showed you the um, Dave and Confused video earlier. We should cover more yeah. like horror movies with the two stories behind them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's probably what we're going to continue end up doing. But well, it will probably be a little different each time too. Yes, because I'm planning to do two stories each episode. Because one story is never enough, and... <laughs> and also, like, other things as well, to... Yeah. Kind of fill it out, but I'm a geek, and I like writing essays and researching stuff and finding all the facts for you, so, like, that's what I did today. Uh, I also, like, cleaned my house, but... I was mainly researching horror stories all day. Um, no wonder I'm really jumpy. I'm not now going to watch a horror movie before I go to bed. That's not happening. Because that's originally what I was going to suggest we do. But you know we what? We should anyway. I f- fucking we don't think so. We should. We should. <laughs> we should. We look up a horror movie to watch on Netflix. Because I was like, we could watch The Conjuring or something. Because I was thinking about covering that next. But then I was like, fuck that. That movie scares me without me looking up horror. Why does it scare you? Because it's just really atmospheric. And I relate to it. (laughs) 
And I'm a wimp, you know I'm a, a wimp. I just like being scared, that's the difference. Fine. We thought we, we could watch while he's still sleeping. Hopefully we could watch hmm, either a movie or maybe an episode of Lock and Key or something. Yeah. But I think this is a good place to wrap up our podcast because I'm pretty sure nobody wants to know what we're doing after this podcast and nobody will want to get on to... probably cared about like anything we said if anybody yeah. listened to it at all. <laughs> I hope they will listen to it <laughs> at some point in their lives because that would be nice yeah. but I'm pretty sure they don't care what we're going to be doing after this they want to get on to the next episode probably we made another episode <laughs> no but my plan is to do that soonish when I find more weird stories which I'll probably doing while in bed because I'm wide awake at the moment. So well, we can work out, brainstorm, write things down. Yeah. So I've got a feeling that my new notebook is now going to be filled with weird I fucking stories. I have a couple stories. of ideas of future episodes now anyway. Yay! I was well, going to tell you after you press that. Yep. Well, that's a good point. Thank you for listening. And I'm sure we'll see you in the next episode. See you later.